ain't gonna lie. The streets, I love it way too much. It ain't that vibe. Ain't gonna lie. Had to pray to God to send me one more sign. Uh-huh. The people that I love really wanna see me shine. I wasn't born yesterday. I know that love is blind. I'm stuck up in my ways, but I don't fuck around with lies. And my people keep it straight up with me. They ain't dropping down. You out of pocket. You out of stock. Nigga, you broke. You ain't a top. Your female, she be tweet. Want me to vibe it. I just drop me a seat. You should go cop. And word up on the street. I got my hands out of it. Everything. I flood around the city like some water. I'm a hurricane. Bottles after bottles. Being peace. Shout out to Chevy Gang. Lames always talking, but they never had a real change. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, word on the street. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, word on the street. Yeah, I'm okay. I go robotic on your bitch ass. If you were not the snake, then why you mad when I cut grass? All this money ain't no thing when I get cut fast But you got bad luck up in your blood like you broke glass Whoa, chemo savvy on the streets, I'm going viral on my high boy A hundred pyros in the lobby, what you hating for? Okay, cause maybe I know Juvie, a murder pain You know he bragging up on two, I know Trick Daddy I don't be talking cause my ass be louder than words You fuck around, you probably gonna be laying on the curb My life moving so fast, I don't need no brakes But I'ma keep them on deck cause niggas be hating It's time I say, now I'm late to all of my heads Been working All year, I need a vacation. And my labor on fire, I handle my business. You will never get close, I know you're Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, word on the street. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, King Mozzie going viral. Word on the street, word on the street. This is On The Rise Uncensored, where you can say what the fuck you want to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know what it is, man. It's King Maserati Santana, the celebrity guru. And welcome back to another exclusive episode on the Rise Straight Uncensored. You already know what it is. I got a special guest in the building today, man. And no, he's not from North Carolina, man. We taking it to the Midwest. You know what I mean? I got my man in here, man. We talking about an exclusive comedian, man, coming all the way from Detroit, Michigan, man. I need everybody to show some love, though. You know what I'm saying? Bring it to the stage, you know what I'm saying? Because this is the stage, man. You know what I mean? He's in the high seat, man. Everybody show some love to my homie Darnell. Darnell, what up, man? What up, though? What up, though? North Carolina. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good and I'm blessed, baby. What up? Yes, sir, man. Only way to be, man. Listen, I just want to dive into this uncensored with you, man. Um, I already told the people where you from. You from Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan, man. And West Side. Yeah. I want to know, like, what is Detroit really known for? Money, hoes, and clothes. (laughs) Money, hoes, and clothes. Absolutely. Y'all got the, uh, where's, well, if I'm not mistaken, like, where's the Great Lakes at? Is that Detroit or is that, like, more like? That's around, the Great Lakes is the surrounding lakes around Michigan, which are actually the biggest lakes in the world. Yeah, a lot of people get it confused, like, yo, this the ocean, but it's it's not the ocean. Right around the mitten, you got Lake Superior, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, I got a GED, so I don't know all of <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. So exactly what it is that you do, man. Like, what was you doing before you was being, you know, uh, being comedian? Before comedy? Yeah. I was a cab driver slash drug dealer. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, what was that like? <laughs> interesting. <Yeah. laughs> Real interesting. I had cab story for days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just comedy came to me. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you was going to dive into how I started, so I'm going to tell you how I started. I was actually driving a cab, and I went on a date with a little chick. We went to a comedy show at Rush Hour Barn Grill. <laughs> I'm going to give him a shout. So we went We went to the club, and there was a comedian. He was on stage. And he, out of all the people in the, on the stage, he started trying to, like, roast me. You know what I mean? And little did he know I'm kind of all right at that shit. So me and him started going back and forth a little bit. I started getting him. Whole, whole crowd kind of, like, was egging for me to keep going. And he was like, I'm sure you've seen the movie Eight Mile when old boy Absolutely. He was just stuck, couldn't say shit else. Yeah. So I basically rocked on him on the whole show. So after the show was over, I was in the parking lot. And he seen me. He came up to me. He was like, hey, man, you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? I said, nah, man. He was like, all right, man, I'm going to give you a couple of dollars. He threw some money in my hand. He was like, meet me at this club called Blackberry, which is one of the, one of the, notori- it was one of the notorious comedy spots in Detroit. If you go there and you don't fit the bill, you will get booed. So he gave me the money. I go up there. He said, write down five minutes. And to the viewers, they have no idea how hard to stand on the stage for five whole minutes, really is. It's a long time when you talk. It's a long time. All strangers and your job is to make them laugh. I went, I did my five. My five came out real, real good. So he pulled me to the side. You know what I'm saying? He hollered at me. He said, listen, man, I kind of know your people, so I know what you do in the streets. Do yourself a favor. Stop that shit and do comedy. Eleven years later, here I am. So would you say this guy was kind of like scouting talent? Nah, nah. He was just doing his job. His name Popcorn. Shout out to Popcorn. Y'all might know him from Robert Townsend, Partners in Crime. He's been in the game a long time. Long time. But you roasted this cat, though. Yeah, I fucked him up. (laughs) (laughs) So, like. Shout out Popcorn. P.O.P. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's take it back to the club though. You said it was one of the notorious clubs. Like if you yeah. go there, like so, it's like an amateur club basically. Yeah, it, no, nah, this is what it is. It's a bar, but they had comedy night, so people really didn't want to hear that shit. They want to dance, and you know, they that's what they really want. But it's, it's comedy night, so right. if you go up there and your jokes ain't ain't good, they gonna be booing you. So if you can't really just get up there and just catch their attention, mm, you lost. Yeah, have you ever seen a couple of cats get booed? Yeah, there's not one comedian in this world that can't say he didn't bomb. I've never been booed, but I bombed, which means basically they wasn't feeling that shit, didn't want to hear that shit, it's quiet. Everybody had had a bad night. If somebody say they've been doing comedy and they didn't did more than 10, 20 shows, they lying not without bombing because it's hard to catch what the crowd feel like. You know what I mean? You could be in a bar... They don't feel like hearing, you go too late, they don't feel like hearing that shit no more. Then black people, our attention span is it's terrible. Real. It's <laughs> terrible. Let's just long. go ahead and keep it all the way 1800%. Yeah. It's terrible, bro. That's why, you know what? That was a good thing that they made shorts. You know what I'm saying? So now people can just skim through shorts. You know what I'm saying? They're right. not watching. I, mean, I want to know how many people actually watch a full interview now. Yeah. 
they ain't gonna watch all my shit then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, marketing promotion is 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 crazy. You know, but um, for all the people that uh that got booed and that got you know had a bomb on stage or whatever, how do you come back from that? Is it just like everything else? Because, I mean, is it different being an artist and you on stage and you get booed off, vice versa being a comedian? Best thing to do, brush it off and get back on the stage. Brush it off, get back on the stage. Sometimes it, it, it is, I done seen people crushed by it. I done seen people actually quit doing comedy because of it. But I don't give a damn what you do. If you the garbage man... This day the garbage is gonna stink real bad. You ain't gonna feel like doing that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna wake up the next morning yeah. and get back to it. Yeah, it's part of the game. Like one of the most successful comedy shows of all time. Richard Pryor, live on Sunset. A lot of people don't know this. That was the second taping. The first taping. Richard Pryor bombed. Really? Yeah, he bombed. That was the second taping. All man, that's one of the best comedians to ever touch the mic. And he even bombed. Yeah, everybody's bombed before. I've seen celebrities who y'all pay hundred dollars for seventy five dollars. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. That's I'm not wild. gonna put nobody out there, but I've seen it. You know, I never knew that about Richard Pryor. Yeah, Live on Sunset is the second taping. The first taping he bombed. So what happened with the first that they ever put it out or hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Like we ain't putting that out, you know. Um, so speaking of Richard Pryor, like who's some of your favorite, some of your favorite influences coming from uh, the comedian world? Okay, we're gonna start off with the legend Bernie Mac. Most of mine dead, man. I'm gonna tell you now: Bernie Mac, Robin Harris, Red Fox. We'll go with the live ones now: Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. And definitely the new the new dude the 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 boss to me. I love Corey Holcomb. Oh yeah, Corey, Corey Holcomb, Holcomb. Yeah, Corey Holcomb, a funny motherfucker, man. I ain't hear you name Kevin Hart. Nah, nah. You don't like Kevin? I love his grind, but not I his. Love his integrity. You think he do too much in his like his material? Like kind of like you know how you have some extra comedians, bro. They do extra shit. I feel like you're funny, but. I know you got writers. To me, comedy is about creativity. When you hire a writer, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry, especially speaking on another brother. But when you hire a writer, in my opinion, you take away from what you are. A comedian is an artist. You painting a picture. When somebody else is painting a picture for you and you putting your name on it, it's bullshit. Mm. Good way to clear that up, though. Um, so... Even with even with you not naming Kevin, and I ain't hear you name Chris Rock either. You no, know, never liked Chris Rock. Never liked Chris Rock. Never what liked was Chris it? Rock. Just his material, or just the way they, his delivery. Mm, just I don't know. Just he just never reached me. He funny. I give it that. He funny. And like my opinion of the Will Smith stuff, because I know you about to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All of the comedians share that I've seen and heard on interviews, their their interpretation of that is different. Everybody say how Real Smith was wrong. Real Smith shouldn't have did that. It was some bullshit. It was comedy. This is my take on that, and I'm gonna be all the way one hundred. That was Will Smith's night. That was his big night. For you to. 
go that far, you know, just to even go there. Let that man have his night. Jokes, A joke is a joke, yeah, but sometimes you got to know when to just chill out. I never would have did that. You know what I'm saying? This is his night. This man is being, being about to get an Oscar. Come on, man. It was just, it was to me distasteful. Yeah. I never would have fucked with him. I never would have fucked with Will, Jada, none of that. You know what I'm saying? This is just that brother's night. And he, he decided to fuck with him. Yeah, I would I would I wouldn't have done that. But I know it was all fun and games. Everybody looked at it like it was all fun and games. Will was A lot of people wrong. looked at it like it was staged. Yeah, that part too. But they feel like Will was wrong. Nigga, if this my big night, nigga, and you fucking with me and you 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 taking it there, you you know I got problems with my wife for you to even say anything to yeah, my wife. Exactly. I probably would fuck you up too. Yeah. They I don't even think they looked at it from that perspective. Everybody looked at it like Will was wrong. Yeah. And why would you do that? And you have people choosing sides, especially when you start fucking with them Jews. Yeah. I heard no celebrities take Will's side. Nobody did. Nobody. They was ready to fuck Will up, bro. Yeah, and I'm fuck Will. I'm ride with you, nigga. But I got to be in bad boy phone, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they was ready to fuck Will up, especially everybody on Chris Rock's side, though. Yeah, everybody took Chris' side. Yeah. So you spoke about Martin uh, Martin Lawrence. I was about to call him Martin Payne. Um, but I do want to ask you that, though. Like, during the Martins, uh, all the seasons, was that recorded in Detroit or was that? From what I understand, no. I'm just that building, that's that's on Jefferson. That's an actual building on Jefferson close to Belle Isle. They said the show actually wasn't taped in Detroit or none of that. They just... The show is set, supposed to be in Detroit, and they show that. One, they show that building. That building That's why they always show the building. And that building actually is in Detroit. So what about when they was outside of the building? Was that just like a setup? No, nothing there I ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like setup. So what, what? what's something about Martin that you like from him, watching him come up from a Dove Comedy Jam and, you know, having that, his first movie that, with Spike Lee? That, that, that's what it was, Dove Comedy Jam. Dove Comedy Jam, he 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 brought hosting shows to a different level. He like I'm I'm not going I'm I'm going to give credit where credit is due. DL Hughley is the first motherfucker to really get on stage and really roast motherfuckers. Yeah, he's going to roast the crowd. But Martin took it a whole nother level and he gave so many people that platform because a lot of my friends, a lot of my comedian friends from Detroit, that's where they started. And that's where they got they kicked to go wherever they was going. Shout out to Coco. Shout out to Bill Hill. Shout out to Bobo Lamb. Uh, who am I forgetting? If I forgot you, I'm sorry. This is my interview, so <laughs> it cuts me out. Right. Later. They're going to cut your ass out, yeah, too, later. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, like, do you think DL would be like, what was it like? What, would, what, what do you think his material would be like if he didn't roast the audience? He just came out with just his own material. Yeah, we had that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> we had. A, we did. A lot of people say he's funny and this, that, and the other. The thing to me with comedy is being memorable. You know what I'm saying? To me, I didn't rock a crowd unless I know the people went home, I'm husband and the wife riding in the car, and they recite one of your jokes. You can say whatever you want about D.L. Hughley. You say he's funny, whatever, whatever. But if you remember the the movie Kings of Comedy, yep. real nigga shit, you can recite right now Bernie Mac's set. You can recite right now some of Sid's shit. You can recite some of uh, Steve Harvey's shit. And this was in, what, Raleigh, North Carolina? Charlotte. Charlotte. But I guarantee you, the average motherfucker, if I say, say one joke, 
that D.L. Hughley said on that stage on the Kings of Comedy. You can't because he was roasted. You can't. He, he, he did comedy, too. He, he, he didn't roast that whole set, but it wasn't memorable. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, I don't know if you know about it. He, he got into it with uh, Monique in Detroit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked me up when she said, you opened the Kings of Comedy. I closed Queens. Shout out to Monique. <laughs> Shout out to Monique. That's that's like one female you don't want to go head to head with, bro. Mm-hmm. Not Monique. You know, um, speaking of Monique, I'm, though, like I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. So, I'm like, who fan. would you say? Who would you say the queen of comedy is? The queen right now, all time, all time. First name popped in my head is Miles Magley, but motherfuckers don't know who that is. Right now, the queen number one. Damn. Mm. Make me laugh all day. Funny as hell. Queen of comedy. That's a good one. She is yet to be crowned. Yeah. She's yet to be crowned. But just name a few. But there's a lot of talented women out there. Adele Givens, Samore, Monique. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Simply Chanel. Ronnie Chanel, up and coming. You, she going to kill you when you hear her. She, she, she funny. T Barb, uh, let's see. I'm shouting so many Detroit comedians. I gotta, I gotta get out of state a little bit. Uh, <laughs> get him out of the state. <laughs> we gotta get him out of the state, man. Oh man, it was a female I just watched on Netflix. She was hilarious. He said D Town is in the building. Damn, it's a lot out there, man. And I don't want to miss nobody. It's, 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 it's a lot of females right now doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I know, I got a feeling who you thought I was gonna say, but I ain't gonna say her not yet. Well, what would you? I mean, I do you, do I'm you? Gonna, I'm gonna censor myself. <laughs> I, I, hey, look, I, I tell you what though, like when you think about the original bad girl of comedy, original bad girl, would you have Linnell on your list? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Linnell. Hell yeah. What, what does Linnell bring to the comedy culture? I don't give a fuck. And that's what comedy is. I don't give a fuck. Bro, that's exactly how attitude is, bro. When I interviewed Linnell, Linnell was pissed off because I didn't give her the intro. Mm. But see, the thing about it is sometimes a lot of people, you know, you you being worldwide, but a lot of people don't know, like, the first name that you name. I don't even know who that is. Who was what, 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 what was the name? Um, you said a lot of people wouldn't know her. Ronnie Chanel. Exactly. So, like, I don't even know. I don't even know if other people know who that is. You know what I mean? I don't know how far she go back. Right. No, she, she right now, is just, she's she's been in the game maybe seven years. She started, like, seven years. She's a Detroit comedian. She's going around. She actually just won some kind of contest on uh, the Shady Radio. She's doing shows in Pittsburgh, uh, New York. Uh, Houston, Texas. She getting around. When you see Ronnie Chanel, you, she come with the smoke. She definitely come with the smoke. Who does she, do she remind you of anybody? No, and that's what make her funny. Wow, that's what make her funny. She don't remind me of nobody. Well, I want everybody to keep it locked, man. We coming up after the break, man. We got more. My man Darnell gonna be bringing the game to you. He gonna be dropping them gems and letting you know about the whole comedy world, man. So y'all keep it locked right here. You heard? Damn, son, where'd you find this?
I never knew a la 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 a la like this. Gotta be something for me to write this. Queen, I ain't seen you in a minute. Wrote this letter and finally decide to send it. Sign, sealed, delivered for us to grow together. Love has no limit. Let's been a slow forever. I know your heart is weathered by what studs did to you. I ain't gonna saw them cause I probably did it too. Because of you feelings I handle with care. Some recognize your life but they can handle the glare. You know I ain't the type to walk around with matching shirts. A relationship is effort. I will match your work. I wanna be the one to make you happiest and hurt you the most. They say the end is near. It's important that we close to the most high. Regardless of what happened on him, let's rely. Second, it's important we communicate and tune the fate of this union to the right pitch. I never call you my to even my boo. It's so much in the name and so much more in you. Few understand the union of woman and man. It's sex and it's English where they assuming it land. But that's fly by night for you in the sky, right? During these cold shy nights, moon, you my light. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Ghetto to coffee shop, you, I see that all. Let's stick to understanding and we won't fall. For better or worse times, I hope to me you call. So I pray every day more than anything. Friends will stay as we begin to lay this foundation for a family. Love ain't simple. Why can't it be anything worth having? You work at annually. Granted, we've known each other for some time. It don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. You listen to more than hip-hop And I can catch you in the mix From beauty to thrift shop Plus you shit pop when it's time to Thinking you fresh But just in beats I should rhyme to At times when I'm lost I try to find you You know to give me space When it's time to My heart's dictionary defines you It's love and happiness Truthfully it's hard Trying to practice happiness The time we committed love It was real good Had to be for me to arrive And it still feel good I know the sex ain't gonna keep you But as my equal It's how I must treat you As my reflection The light I'ma lead you And whatever's right I'ma feed you Yo I tell you the rest When I see you Please Rendezvous with the bitch that fucked the goodie and the dungeon crew. Let's say her name is Susie Screw, cause she screwed a lot. 
Making a nigga hit that chunk at legitimate spots. Not no parks, back seats, the things of that nature. Had to hate you, player. I'm digging the hoe down, never said I hate her. Straight later, slayed the bitch like Darth Vader. Made her from Collie Park and Fed, all the way down to the hater. Like Jada, her whip was sharp and sporty, that was shouty. Save with the snake and eggs and a be my 840. It's foggy. I went to the crib to call her, but she lost me. My baby mama beat me, 7 o'clock is gonna cost me, but I still wanna cut her though. Maybe she had to work. I called her in the mall, women a real tight skirt. She was fine as fuck. I wanted to sex the hoe up. She said, let's hit the parking lot so I can sick your duck. I said, cool. I really wanted to cut you, but this will do. I gotta pick up my daughter, plus my baby mama beat me too. She said she understood and everything was kosher. I gave her a little wheel CD and a fucking poster. It's like that now. It's like that now. You better go and get the hoe about your bag now. It's about four, five cats off in my leg now. We just shoot game in the form of story raps now. It's like that now. This crew had a partner named Sasha. Sasha. I remember her number like the summer. When her and Susie, yeah, they threw a slumber. Party, but you can't I call it that cause it was slumber. Well, it was more like spending the night. Three in the morning, yawning, dancing under street lights. We chilling like a feeling and a nigga feeling right. In the middle of the ghetto on the curb and the spite. All of the bullshit, we on our back staring at the stars above. Talking about what we gonna be when we grow up. I said, what you wanna be? She said, alive. It made me think for a minute, then looked in her eyes. I could've died. Time went on, I got prone. Rhyme got strong, mine got blown I came back home to find little Sasha was gone Her mama said she would a nigga that be treating her wrong I kept on singing my song and hoping at a show That I would one day see her standing in the front row But two weeks later she got found in the back of a school With a needle in her arm, baby, too much do Sasha Thumper It's like that now, you better go get the home About your bag now It's about four, five, cats off in my leg now Just shoot in the form of story raps now It's like that now It's like that now It's like that now You better go get the hump About your bag now It's about four, five Cats off in my leg now Just shoot Game in the form of story raps now It's like that now It's like that now
cause what, what? I'm hotter, hotter, and just can't be done. Plus, anybody that need a hand gonna get felt. How many want it determines how the slugs get dealt. Cause I spit them, spit them. Choke them cats like roaches, then flip them, flip them. Long as I'm alive, I'ma hit them, hit them. Respect mine, to the day, to my demise. Who want it with me? Cause the flow killer, killer. Whoever ever who won't it, it's shown up, don't get it. from Detroit, Michigan, man. You already know what time it is. Straight uncensored. You know, before the break, we was talking about uh, a lot of comedians that you look up to and what they bring different to the culture. Um, I do want to ask you about how do you feel about, like, skit comedians? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I only got one thing to say on the bad tip. Fellas. With the wigs and the dresses. It's been done over and over and over. And it's just not funny. Dude, like, if you want to just admit to the world what you is, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever floats your boat, man. But the dudes that's dressing like women and all of that, man... Where that come from, man? I'll just look at that. This is my opinion, man. It's just that shit gay as hell. Come on, man. You got to you you got to walk through the mall tomorrow and you was just on Facebook with a whole dress on. Like a yeah. bitch. <laughs> that like I look at that like, yeah, them was the dudes that like when I was a kid for Halloween, nigga, I wanted to be a vampire or some some cool shit. Nigga, I ain't never wanted to wear my mama dress or my sister's clothes and that's to me, like, nigga, you showing what you really want to be. Nigga, that ain't hot. <laughs> they only compete this one day out of a year. Yeah. Like, nigga, just come on out the closet. I, I've never, man, I wish a nigga would approach me and say, hey, man, we about to do this skit, nigga, and I need you to wear a dress. Man, I'm going to beat your motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so would you classify Tyler Perry being in, like, 
a comedian. It worked for him. Yeah. You know with Medea though, he wore the dress and the wig and all that. Yeah, you just can't call me to be Medea's sister. Yeah, no, <laughs> it worked for you. Yeah. And another thing on the st- like skit comedy, okay, it's cool. I'm, I'm I'm starting to see a lot of the popular guys evolving and they getting into movies. This that, and the other, a lot of the stand up comedians, they jealous of it. I, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? I see it, but. What a lot of people don't realize who do this skit comedy, they feel like, okay, I'm about to be a comedian. They classify themselves as a comedian. And first time they get on that stage, they realize, I mean, shout out to, to the skits because some of it be funny. Stand-up comedy and skit comedy is two very different arenas because there's no, I'm going to delete that or I'm not going to mm-hmm. go on that stage. On that stage is... Right then and there, right you know live. What I mean, there's there, there's no there's no editing on on stage, so it's a little bit harder. You got to be ready. You got to be witty. You got to be quick with it. You you can't sit back and um um um. Once you say um on the stage, you just lost. So is that like a bomb? That's a super bomb. I've never seen a skit comedian go on stage in the beginning of their career, getting on stage and actually even do okay. You no. got. Nobody. You, you got guys like Country Wayne started off being a skit comedian and now he's doing live shows and actually blew up off of it, though. I'm not sure, 100% sure. Don't quote me on this, but I believe Country Wayne was actually doing stand-up first. Really? I believe so. I'm not sure. But see, some of his skits don't be funny to me. He funny. <laughs> he got different characters, but, though. Yeah, some, yeah uh, you know, some some of it just drag a little too much for me, but that's my opinion. Country Wayne, I love you, a nigga, hey. But, you know, some of it, everything ain't for everybody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He might, go on, he might come see a Darnell Jones show and say, man, this nigga, this, I, I ain't feeling this nigga, this nigga too hood. It is what it is. Apples, oranges, you know. Some people like this, some people like that. Because there's certain comedians, I'll be like, nigga, this shit is not funny to me at all. And they making millions. You know the you know the crazy thing to me is what separates. You said early in the interview that um being a comedian is, is also being an artist. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely being an artist. But do comedians have stage names though? Usually all the comedians yeah. use they they real names. It, actually most of them who you think their real names is not actually their real names. Because, like, Jamie Foxx, it's a first and a last name, but it's not his actual name. I don't believe Steve Harvey's actual name is Steve Harvey. Because, actually, I was using my street name when I first started comedy. They called me Dino in the street. So I was coming out as Dino Dog, And a very popular comedian from Detroit who passed away, rest in peace, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid, he came to me, and he sat me down. He said, listen, the difference between a comedian who making hundreds and a comedian who making millions is how you pretty much put yourself out there. He was like, first and last name, they take you serious. It's business. Steve Harvey, Jamie Foxx, you know what I'm saying? Red Fox. Yeah, didn't he? Red Fox, I was going to say Red Fox. That's like his brother name, though. Yeah. It's a first and it's a last name. It's like business. But then you can name... I can name a comedian right now. He actually funny as hell, but he's on a on a lower level. But his talent 
would have him blown up. Like, I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Scruncho. Because that was the comedian he named first. He was like, he wished he didn't use Kool-Aid. He felt like he stuck with it. He was like, Scruncho, funny as hell, but right there and not going to elevate nowhere else because it's a hood-ass name. You know what I'm saying? It, he eliminated himself from certain things. So if you don't use, like my name, my comedy name is my government name, Darnell Jones. First and the last name. And I did that because I took his advice. I said, yeah, you know, that's kind of right. Nicknames don't get sitcoms. True that. What do you think about Steve Harvey and Cat Williams beef? <sighs> Cat Williams called him out. Steve, you ain't what you say you are. Uh, Cat Williams got mad at Steve because Steve said, well, he, who's Cat Williams? Like trying to act like he know who Cat Williams was. Steve Harvey and Cat Williams. To me, Cat Williams... Is one of the realest niggas out here. He is. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. He getting in trouble. He a nigga. Niggas getting trouble. Steve, I fuck with you, but but you kind of getting a little Uncle Thomas out here. You know what I'm saying? I understand you trying to feed your family. You trying to think generational wealth, but still, don't forget you a nigga. You one of us, nigga. You you came up, but nigga, still. Still still be Steve Harvey. You know what I'm saying? We made you. And when I say we, I'm talking about black people, consumers, and we could break you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Niggas want you to succeed. Niggas want you to be where you at. Stay where you at. But some of the little Uncle Tom bullshit, kill that. Steve went corporate. Mm-hmm. While Cat Williams is still in the streets doing what he's doing. He old, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Steve Harvey, you old. He, he, so, sometimes you got to let, you know, he, he said in his ways he's going to be who he is. He feel like, nigga, I'm on TV every day. Every day I got something. Every day. That's fine. If you can look yourself in the mirror and you good with that, I'm good with that. Yeah. So, what are you doing with comedy now? Like, uh, you had any shows lately? What's going on? I've been kind of taking my time and doing little extra shit because, like I said, I just moved to North Carolina. I'm a new resident, so I said I'm going to fuck with the job shit, and I play around in the little open mics here and there. You know, I work at Butterball. (laughs) 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 And... I didn't. I didn't rocked uh, Patty's, the Red Monkey. Uh, it's another Animal Club, the White Rabbit. You know what I mean. I've done a couple of little, little shows here and there around the city. I actually just missed a show that I'm so sorry about with uh, a Detroit a Detroit resident resident, Mr. Tommy Chun. I couldn't come because Butterball made me work last Saturday. Butterball be getting them hours in. Yeah, Butterball don't play about the motherfucking turkeys. Nah. Or that point system. Exactly. They don't play. They exactly. Don't, yeah, they don't play about that. And I'm kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of high. Yeah. But I'm about to I'm about to start venturing back out here, really, really, really jumping into the into the world. You know what I mean? Like I didn't been approached about doing weekly rooms, monthly rooms, but it's not time yet. I'm still letting letting North Carolina see me and here and there and know who I am before I really bring my brand down here. Facts. Well, they definitely going to see you November fourth for oh, the yeah. uh, for the two year anniversary of On the Rise TV. It's going the fuck down. It's going down. What the, what can the audience expect from you, man? Like this is going to be the first time that my audience actually see 
Darnell Jones live. A grown ass good time. That's what they can expect. A grown ass good entertaining time. I'm gonna talk my shit. I'm gonna say every goddamn thing I say. I guarantee, goddamn, to you, everybody in the building gonna be able to relate to. They gonna have fun. We gonna laugh. We gonna cry. We gonna do it all. We celebrate. We celebrating the one year anniversary of Mr. Maserati Santana, y'all. Two year anniversary. Two years. Oh, this, yeah. oh, this nigga old <laughs> in the game. Now, you don't even get anniversaries for the two year. That doesn't mean nigga you supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> two year anniversary. Not because I skipped the first one. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? The first one could not happen. You know what I mean? Under the circumstances. So I'm that bringing mean, the two years. That means jail time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Darnell. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm bringing it to the people, man, because, you know, On The Rise TV is a big deal and where it came from. And, you know, it started off with just independent artists, but I opened up the market to everybody, you know, to, to have you up here, comedians up here, man, because I feel like, you know, if it's entertainment, then every that involves everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, uh, I I could probably name on my hand. How many comedians I really know in real life, Damn. and it's 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 a very uh, Bishop Stutter, uh, Ace Brown, shout out Ace Brown, and you. That's that's about it. I ain't even your whole hand. That, that, that exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, and 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 it's probably because I'm not as tapped in as I should be, you know, in the comedy world. But like, man, being a comedian is hard, no. bro. No, that's no fault of yours. That's our fault. That means we're not getting out here like we're supposed to. Comedians, we got to get on our grind. Because I feel insulted when somebody say, I don't know you. I never heard of you. That means it's something I didn't do. You know what I mean? That's a show I didn't rock. That's a that's a, a friend request I didn't send. You know what I mean? It's all about networking. It's all about networking. Yeah. How important is networking, though? Very, 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 very. You're not going to get nowhere unless you tapped in and know how to actually approach people, let them know who you are, what you do, and be willing to right there on the spot, give them a taste, a little something. You know, you you got to be able to be an entertainer. You're a comedian. You're an entertainer. Your job is to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. That's that's correct. And, like, you being from Detroit, bro, like, you mean to tell me you ain't never segue yourself into some of them Tubi movies because y'all known for them Tubi movies. I'm in a few. Oh, yeah? I'm in a few. Once upon a time in Detroit, I'm in uh, Unk Baby One and Two. I'm in uh, the setup. You in the setup? Yeah. Wow. I play Black Tone, the dope man. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch that now. Just to, wow, that's crazy. I'm in. Uh, let me see. Did I say Baby Mama drama? Nope. Baby mama drama. Now I play a police. I play a crackhead. I play a dope man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm in range. I play a hitman. I got range. <laughs> what was your What was your character in the setup? In the setup, I'm Black Tone, the dope man. I just kick a nigga out, uh, having bitches in my dope in my dope house. I'm I'm wondering like, damn, is it on Tubi right now? Yes, the setup you know is on Tubi. Yeah, I'm in the setup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shout out to Don't Show Up Till I Blow Up Entertainment. Facts, facts, facts. Who is some of like the biggest 
Tubi stars out there in Detroit. Murder Payne. He's the only one? Murder Payne is the, he the, he the God. <laughs> he the God. You got guys like Ceno that's coming from up, you yeah. know. Oh, let me not let, let me not say that. Let me, let me, you just humbled the fuck out of me because that's my little bruh. Ceno. He, he stay, he stay right around the block. He yeah. grew up right around the block from me. He's Ceno, I'm Dino. Shout out to Ceno, 4-1, Finkel, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, and. Well, he in a lot of Murder Payne. Yeah, movies. he is. <laughs> but, you know, I look at, I look at Murder Payne as being like, the Alison, uh, the Adam Sandler from Detroit, you know, because think about Adam Sandler, bro. He always had the same actors <laughs> in his movies, <laughs> and I don't know if that's because of they're keeping it in a Jewish family. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's just Detroit. We fuck with who we fuck with. Yeah, and we fuck with who we fuck with. Murder, you ain't put me in any of your shit neither, nigga. I just thought about that. No, I thought murder had something to do with the setup. Nah, nah. That's can't blow up to don't blow up to show up. Wow, I never knew that. Antonio Hall. He is the director, producer. And I think he acting and shit too. I think okay, so I, I'm I think I'm getting the setup mixed up with buffed up. Nah, yeah, buffed up is a whole nother whole nother movie. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jay Will. Shout out to Mike Larry. Uh all of the stars of that. Ceno in there. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother movie. How is Ceno in real life? Cool ass nigga. Cool ass nigga. He from around the block, you know. I knew him when he was a kid, kid. I knew him when he Ceno, how long we knew each other? About thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> Shout out to Cena though. He played he he acts very well, bro. Yeah, he good. In those movies. You know, and, and watching Murder come from Plug Love. Yeah. Murder was big in Plug Love. Yeah. Shout out to his uh personal trainer. Yeah. Him putting down McDonald's. <laughs> that, that, yo, Murder was big in Plug Love, and then next thing you know, you see McGrath, McGraw yeah. Ave, and then he was he slimmed down. I met Murder way back when I First started comedy. He used to hang out in Mandy's. Shout out to Mandy's. Now, Mandy's was another club that was pretty much, if you go in there and your jokes ain't what they supposed to be, nigga, you could get killed. (laughs) Mandy's put it like this. Uh, The the Apollo Theater in New York ain't got shit on Mandy's. You hear me? <laughs> wow. You get killed in there, bro? You, you get killed. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. But it's clubs like that. Let me say that to the to the newer comedians who feel like, oh, no, I'm not about to do that. That club is a little bit too ghetto or too raunchy or whatever. Those are the clubs that build you. When you able to conquer the gritty, grimy, hood ass clubs, then when you actually go to a comedy club like Laugh Factory, Punchline, it's so easy because you already trained yourself to be able to handle a heckler. You trained yourself to when the crowd not getting attention to project your voice and the you know use hand movements, body movements, all of that. No comedy class or comedy school is going to teach you better than actually just grabbing mics. Go to different places and grabbing mics. But do, you do have mentors, though. Yeah, 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 you do. Do you have one? Yeah, I have a few. I have a few. I, I, I learned a lot from a lot of different comedians along the way. Tony Roney. Shout out to Tony Roney. 
Marianne DeMoss, Popcorn, Simply Chanel, uh, Bill Hill. I didn't got to drop, uh, Bruce Bruce dropped a jewel on me. Shout out Alex. Damn, I almost, Alex Thomas, we had a, we had a quick conversation years and years and years ago. Is Bruce from Detroit? No, he, he, he comes a lot. He actually got a show this sweetest day with Corey Holcomb. I'm actually flying to Detroit just to watch these guys show. Got to support your, you. You got to support your favorites, y'all. Uh, oh, who else? Oh, Ezel. Damn, Ezel. I forgot. I can't. Why I can't say his name right now? Uh, you talking about uh? Damn, you got oh, me. Why I can't say his name? Oh look, man, look, look we- on YouTube. Oh. Look on, <laughs> look on YouTube. I did a show with him years ago. It's called the Compton versus Detroit show. We had a good time. <laughs> wow. I can't think of his name. <laughs> that is crazy. So you flying to Detroit to yeah. Detroit to see that on Spirit? <laughs> Shit, the tickets is cheap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, especially from here to Detroit, it's probably like an hour and a half, maybe an hour. Uh, yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Ten out, ten in a car, one on one on a plane. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually traveling for the first time to the Midwest. Where are you going this, this weekend? I'm going to Cleveland. Woo! Yeah, I'm going to Cleveland. Um, shout out to my man Johnny O with the Nerve DJs. I will be out there. Um, you know, rocking out with them, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, uh, Lazy Bone and uh, Crazy Bone. Um, I think Lil Zane gonna be out there. Uh, uh, the Pimp's gonna be out there, but not Gladys. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just uh, excited to to get Twister will be out there, too. So, Damn. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to get, like, uh, these interviews in, man. This is going to, they, they bringing me to the radio station as well. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to be dope. And you know how, like, Virginia, Baltimore, and uh, D.C. is, like, the DMV area. Mm-hmm. But what do you call Chi-Town, Detroit, and Cleveland? Beef. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? So y'all don't get along? Competition, like, okay? It, 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 it's competition, but it's a, it's a friendly competition. It's like you know, Chicago think they dress better than us. They don't. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, it, it, it's all the same. It's like you know, you don't see much combining between between them, like. Shout out shout out to Chicago and how the comedians actually bring each other up. You know what I mean? I I I love my city. I love y'all Detroit, but we don't do how Chicago like with Chicago. Lil Rail, uh Corey Holcomb, uh Damn Fool. Uh you know, it's like uh what's his name? Uh the dude, man. Here we go with the names again. The dude, you know who he is, man. He's funny as hell. People, he he. People look at him like he's gay, but he ain't really gay. But he might be gay. I don't know. Uh, what's his name? I have he, no he, idea. He 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 got the joke and then he do the joke and he had a paper. He was on. He he was. Damn. What's that motherfucker name? He was just on. He was on the show, the, the TV show with uh uh. I don't even watch TV like that, but I know he was on that show. Uh, Blackish. Oh, you uh, on Blackish? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. I ain't even gonna hold you. I wouldn't even know. Talented brother, man. He, oh fuck! 
He'll do a joke. He'll hold the paper. Uh, Dion Cole. Dion Cole. Dion Cole. Yeah. Dion Cole funny as hell. He funny. But why does he hold a, <laughs> it's, it's like a of, note card or yeah, just part of his, yeah, like, it's, it's, his part of, it's part of his set. Okay. Like, what does that symbolize, though? Like, it's just. Like, he writing this shit down, like, or deleting it if it didn't work type shit. Wow, that's crazy. But the, th- but the point I was getting at is all of those guys, they are from Chicago. When he made it, he threw them a bone. They got to that certain level, they threw somebody else a bone, you know, and everybody came, you know, it was a camaraderie. GED guys, man. Camaraderie. Words is hard, America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Chi-Town is known for good. Camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Detroit, we a little bit more of, I make it, fuck everybody else. <laughs> and, and so what about Cleveland Steve Harvey come from Cleveland Exactly Wow Who who he fuck with Who else from Cleveland that he brought with him Has anybody ever made it out of Cleveland That was Comedian that we know Not to my knowledge Nephew Tommy Oh and I will say I guess he was part of Steve Harvey show so That's I his nephew that. though Yeah Yeah yeah, your sister would have fucked you up if you wouldn't have brought him. So, yeah. Yeah. So I will be out in Cleveland for the very first time. You know, uh, I kind of want to go to Detroit. You know, I still got some unfinished projects with Murder. Supposed to be shooting the video. And, uh, you know, me and Murder got a song together. But Murder, I'm trying to get on one of those uh, one of those seasons with McGraw Ave. Yeah, nigga, me too. Yeah. Let me, I, let me be a crackhead <laughs> or something, nigga. Let me die, nigga. Do something with He's you, in season two. I drive, I drive out there, nigga. I already heard about the buffed up two coming, nigga. Let me let me do something. Cena was playing the hell out of his part, though. Yeah, that's crazy. You know him, though. Grew up, grew yeah. up right around the block from me. Yeah, I knew Cena shit all his life, all his life. The home of Motown. Yeah, seen a lot of people come out of Detroit, though, bro. We so talented, but we so. For ourselves. So you think it's like crabs in a barrel mentality? That's exactly why I left. That's exactly why I left. That's everywhere. I love my city, though. You know, I'm always coming back and representing. I just did a show at the Sloppy Crab about two months ago. Had a ball. About to come back and do Mike Epps' show in probably about a month or two. You know, Mike Epps just got a club down there. I'll be be down there, rock that. I already got the phone calls. I'll be down there soon. How often do you go back to Detroit? I try to I try to come back at least once a month, at least once a month. Sometimes it work out, sometimes it don't. Butterball, yeah. They like nah, we need you here this week. <laughs> yeah. All these all these woke brothers with this goddamn turkey bacon is driving me the fuck crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's goddamn pork in your life, nigga. <laughs> what is the food like in Detroit though? Like, what's what's some of the uh, the best spots you can hit? I didn't I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. Let's go there. <laughs> oh, man. If you're from North Carolina, anywhere in Detroit is up. <laughs> I don't like y'all food. I love the city, but I don't like y'all food. Damn. <laughs> you got to go to Coney Island, man. You got to go to, like, put it like this. You you was born here? Yeah. Okay. When last time you had a corned beef sandwich? I don't even eat corned beef. Let's see. 
A lot of people I ask, they say, what is corned beef? Corned beef and hash? Man, stop at Lou's Deli. Stop at Asian corned beef. Stop at Bread Basket. Do yourself a favor. Get you a corned beef sandwich. They don't, man. It's going to be your life. Trust me. You're going to love it. Uh, I can hit you with a couple of good restaurants. Pizza. I don't like the pizza here. Go to Pizza Populous. Get you a seafood pizza. It's going to change your life. Uh, let's see. Where's somewhere else to go? Oh, it's a new place called What's the Deal? They make sandwiches. Instead of using bread, they use a deal pickle. So wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> yeah, the pickle is so the, the bun bread. is so the bun is a pickle. It's a pickle. Yeah, it's called what's the, the deal. deal? Yeah, sloppy crab. They pretty good. You'll like them. Uh, I probably would want to try that though. Cuzzo's Cuzzo's is a good restaurant if you if you like breakfast food. I like I like Cuzzo's. Mm. So if you don't fuck with pickles, you ain't going to what's the deal? Nah, nah, don't go there if you don't eat pickles. You're wasting your time. But what's the deal? Kind of good. That's crazy. <laughs> Creative. Because you know I don't like pickles on my sandwich, but like I would eat a pickle on the side. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like <laughs> substituting it's just the bun with the. I mean, it's some you know, and they probably get a lot of business. Yeah, yeah. It just open. It just open. Every every time I'm like my Facebook is ninety five percent Detroit. And people always got their what's the deal sandwiches. So it's like black owners? Mm, I'm not sure. That I'm not sure. Black workers. <laughs> <laughs> That's always going to be. Right. You know, but uh, so what is something that you probably can't find anywhere else? Like, you know, y'all being so close to, you know, Ohio and, 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 and Chicago, they known for their pieces. You know what I mean? But what's one thing that we can find in Detroit that we ain't finding nowhere else? Coney Island, Coney Dogs, a Detroit, nothing, nothing in the world like a Detroit Coney Dog, man, nothing, because actually I'm in the works right now to buy me a food truck, and my food truck is going to be called Taste of Detroit, and all of the de- delicacies, because honestly, we got a lot of things different here, I mean, in Detroit, then, then that's, that's here, like our omelets and our... Hash browns are way different. So you be you a chef? Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of cold in that kitchen. I'm kind of cold in that kitchen. Okay. What's one of your favorite dishes to whip up? <sighs> Ribeye steak, garlic mashed potatoes, and asparagus. My asparagus is different than anybody's. Asparagus is made in a secret way. Nobody <laughs> nobody is up on. Uh, oh, another thing, you guys, a lot of a lot of you like one thing in Detroit: strip clubs, regular bars. All of them in Detroit have an actual menu with food like lamb chops, steak dinners, hamburgers, chicken. Here, I see like hot dogs and shit like that, and you can get a full meal in Detroit and. You got a lot of, I feel like I'm dissing y'all, but I'm not. I'm kind of just like putting y'all up on game. Have you ever had lamb chops with henny sauce? That's a question for me? Yeah. I'm doing an interview now. Actually, I have. Yeah. I can't find henny sauce nowhere here. Well, you know what? It's it's most of like the vendors that got that. 
Yeah, see. You know what I mean? It's mostly the vendors. I don't think that you... It depends on where you go at. You know what I mean? How many, how many clubs, how many strip clubs even got a restaurant in it? A kitchen in it? In Detroit, every last one of them. If you don't got no food, you ain't going to get no business. Every last see, one yeah. of them in Detroit. There's no such thing as a strip club that you can't buy a dinner. Popular demand. Supply and demand as well. I mean, but you got Detroit is a bigger city. Yeah, but people still hungry. Because, you know, some people go to the strip clubs for the aviance. And, you know, hey, it's lunch break. Come on, let's go to the strip club. My favorite one is, uh, man, what am I, what's wrong with me? With, uh, I got one. I ain't going to shout them out anyway because y'all charge too much in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got a favorite strip club. It's in Dearborn. Y'all that from Detroit, when I say Dearborn, you know where it's at. I go there and a lot of women come in from the banks they work at the banks and all of this they actually go there just for the food you know what i'm saying they sit there they have a meal okay strippers are still there's the lunch lunch brush it's not that much to get in now it's probably not that much to park but yeah y'all be one twenty dollars park <laughs> <laughs> what time what time does the club open it's like like probably 10 11 what at night or no oh so all day yeah, you can go Get out, you can go lunch break, go there. Mm. Once I'm working in the daytime, they're selling food. Well, yeah. here, niggas is hitting McDonald's yeah. after they leave the strip club. Yeah, see, I like to eat at the club because when I leave the club, I want to go straight home. See, Detroit is a little bit violent, so you really don't want to get caught up, shot up, carjacked, all that bullshit. So you want to go straight the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that treacherous out there in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Different, it's whole different. It's different. What did we learn from Eight Mouth coming from Detroit? What did we learn? Did did we learn anything from Eight Mile? Did it show any type of culture from Detroit in Eight Mile? Hmm. That's not that many white people. <laughs> <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> Two white actors in the whole movie. <laughs> uh the trailer parks is really on Eight Mile, and if you live on Eight Mile, you're not really in Detroit. Let me put y'all up on that. There's actually Warren, Michigan, not Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Break but, down Detroit. How do you? How do you? How do you? The sections in Detroit, because my man was trying to tell me, but it was so difficult how he was trying to break down the sections of Detroit. I know you got Southwest, but like, and then you just cleared that up to Eight Mile. I never knew that. Eight Mile is actually the border. Once you go across that, you're not in Detroit anymore. On Eight Mile, there's a sign. You are now leaving Detroit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Welcome to Warren, Ferndale, East Point, Southfield. None, of, Nothing on the other side of Eight Mile is actually Detroit. Now, the other borders, it varies. Telegraph is a border because on the other side, that's Redford. When you go down to the southwest side, southwest is pretty much all Detroit all the way to the river. No, Dearborn is over there, being the river. It's just just like any other city. It's just, just like here. Like Fayetteville is a big-ass circle. Everything outside of the circle mm-hmm. is different cities. You got your Hope Mills. You got Spring uh, Lake. Spring Lake. All that. It's the same thing. Pretty much same thing. It's just eight miles is not Detroit. So do eight mile get along with 
Detroit since they not really Detroit. If you ain't got no license, you ain't got no business over there. If you black, you better not go over there. You going to jail. <laughs> That's why Eminem brought his ass over there to fuck with us. You don't see us go over there. Wow, you got trailer parts in Detroit. If they go over there, uh, what was his name? Cheddar Bob had to drive. Cheddar Bob. He had to drive. You going you gonna get pulled the fuck over, you black you on the other yeah. side. <laughs> Shout out to Royce Five Nine though. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to him, man. We how many other artists that we got coming from Detroit besides Royce and and and, and uh M? As far as rap? Yeah. Cash Dial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash Dial. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's a lot of them. And I'm not even that big into the new rap uh, era. It's a lot. Baby, ba- ain't Babyface Ray from Detroit? Oh, yeah. And then you got Sada Baby. Yeah, Sada Baby. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 40 Dub. Yeah. 42 Dub. 42 Dub. You got... Uh... Oh, yeah. Big Sean. Yeah, Big Sean. It's a lot of them out there. It's a lot of them out there. I can't think of them all because I'm still uh, uh, into Luther Vandross and Freddie Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, we would love to see you on a big stage, bro. You know what I mean? A, a, a big stage and let you rock out, do your thing. You know, um, especially. That's why I want to. I'm putting you to the test, though, you know, because now I'm bringing you in to a whole artistry of entertainment. And I want to see how I've tried this before. I had a comedian. Matter of fact, I think I had two comedians. Actually, I had both comedians at the same time host. I My vision was to watch them play off each other. That was not, a, that was not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you <laughs> know what I mean? Obviously, obviously, you know, but, um, I took a break from that, a long break, you know what I mean? And I just wanted to something different. So having somebody from, out of state come in and then like a man at your caliber with, you know, I watched the videos and, you know, uh, you showed me one video, uh, what was down at the black jewel that you had when, uh, you, the crowd went crazy cause you was going off. I think you played some music. Oh, Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't, you don't share a lot of your material because other comedians are still it. Yeah. That's a, that's a real big thing in comedy right now. It, like the creativity and comedy is gone because if you if you on social media as much as I am, and I know you are, you you go to a comedy show, especially with these newer comedians, they they not taking the effort to be creative. They think they think okay, somebody is actually gonna pay me some money to do a show, and I'm gonna take this money, and I'm gonna look at four or five memes on Facebook. That's funny. And Sam, and think that that's gonna fly. I hate that because I watch comedy all day, every day. I'm on social media all day, every day. So if you go on stage and you do some shit that was a meme on a popular meme at that on Facebook, I'm going to know. And it's just you're not being creative. You have to write your own material because one thing for sure, especially if you're doing a black a black club. It can be, we can see it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm saying something fake as hell, you're going to be able to reckon, you know what I'm saying? You're going to. So it's important to read the room. I heard this or I seen this or he just, the look in your face is not, that's not your shit. So that's why I want to get your opinion on this. This is one of the questions I asked Linnell when I interviewed her. I asked her, I said, listen, if you go on stage, 
Well, I asked her, I said, have you ever used a legend's material? We talking about Richard Pryor, Red Fox, anybody out, Dave Chappelle, anybody out there. If you ever used a material and the audience caught on that it wasn't your material, what was that like? You know what I'm saying? I want your take on that. I've never did it, ever. Have you ever seen anybody else do it? I see it every 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 show I go to. It didn't work out. It's it didn't always, work out. It's always, it's always that one person. It was one guy had me tricked for a long time. He was doing an old Red Fox. And then I actually heard the Red Fox on the radio, and then I seen him again. I was like, wow, and he's getting away with this. It's an insult. It's a, I, I, I take it probably farther than I, it, it. It burns me more than it should because it has nothing to do with me. That's your... That's your fake little hustle or whatever. It is what it is, but I just don't like it. It's it's like you cheating. It could be paying homage though. Like if you if you're using if you're using only paying homage if you admit it. That's what I'm okay, yeah. Okay. Bet. Like if you if you notice not your material and you said you gotta shout that person out of something, you let people know instead of trying to use it. Yeah, if you using it, it worked, okay, you stole it. I just I ain't cool at all with stealing material. So what about one of the things I used to see back in the day, you used to look at uh, a lot of comedians and they may be in um, St. Louis and they may say they material and then they come to North Carolina and say, and basically give you the same show. How important it, it is ha- that? It happens all the time. Well, how important is it to keep writing new material everywhere you go? Is it like a, is it like, see, that's what I'm, I'm trying to compare it to an artist because you said it was artistry too. So it's like, you know, when you got that one single out, you don't want to keep flooding the audience with multiple songs because they're like, okay, we just heard this. You got this single you pushing. So it's like this content you pushing, you know what I'm saying? Your material. You We, we heard you say it in St. Louis, and then you come to North Carolina and you're giving us the same show. Now, is that popular? It's, it's a double-edged sword with that because honestly... And I went through this before. I got booked at a show. I did my set. Somebody else booked me that was in the audience to do a wedding. I did a wedding. I did all different jokes. I didn't do anything from that set. The dude was actually mad. He said, dog, not that you not that you wasn't funny. You was funny as hell, but I booked you because I wanted to hear you do that certain joke. So sometimes you have to do it because people are booking you because they liked it, that certain joke, so much. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to go there. So I, I mix it. You know what I mean? It pretty much depends on my on how much time I got. Like, I got jokes. I got a, it's called a new edition joke. That joke, everybody love that joke. So I try to incorporate that every show. My grown and sexy shit, I, cor- I incorporate that all of the time. My uh, growing up in the hood shit, you know what I'm saying? It's... It's a lot of different. It's a lot of different jokes for a lot of different times. Some of them, some of them, I get tired of doing actually. But if I know that person love that joke, sometimes I gotta go ahead and go with it. One of the things that Dave Chappelle is so good at doing is he'll start off with the punchline, but he would end the show with the same punchline somehow incorporated through his whole material. Yeah, it's called a callback joke. Yeah, I do a callback. Everybody, every everybody, everybody has a callback. Sometimes you don't catch it, but almost everybody does a callback. Like you might say a joke that was funny as hell in the very beginning, and then you didn't talk about three, four, five different things. Then that toward the end, you say another joke 
that brings back that first joke and you win every time. So how important is it for for a comedian to have crowd participation? Depends on depends on the comedian. Because you gotta be able to be able to that's that's a that's it's dangerous for a new comedian. Because you gotta be able to you gotta be able to freestyle. You gotta be able to because you never know once you get in, you you you've involved the crowd, so you can't get mad if the crowd, somebody in the crowd say something you didn't like or he heckle you. You have to be able to handle it because you invited that situation. I do it all the time. I love it. So it depends on the comedian, especially if you're a high energy comedian. You can freestyle a little bit. You can you 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 versatile. But if you just straight, mm, 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 you don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, because I. I feel like the crowd engagement is so important because, I like it. I said, when you do that first punchline and then what you call it again, callback. Exactly. So if you was in tune with your audience, when you when when you finish off with that callback, everybody should be able to say it mm-hmm. when you end your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever had a moment like that? I had, oh man, I had I had a I had a moment on the on on, on me dissing a comedian. Damn. <laughs> oh man. Foolish, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's fun, man. One thing, dog, if you're doing comedy and you're not having fun, you in the way. You in the way. Comedy is a very, very fun. It's damn near like a sport. You got to have tough skin. Yeah. It's like I've been doing this shit for years. I I, I feel like it's like damn near like the NBA. I'm I'm just, hey, I'm on, I'm on my new contract. I'm on another team now. I'm, I'm balling. <laughs> that is crazy, man, because I'm telling you, you don't got to. It's almost like battle rap. Mm-hmm. You got to have tough skin, man. If you don't, I mean, have you ever seen a moment where it's it's supposed to be fun? Like you said, if you're not having fun and you're not really, you ain't fit for comedy. But right. like, have you ever seen somebody like really just, you know what? I don't like this guy. Like I'm somebody fighting a, a brawl happen. I've seen brawls. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that. It's just sometimes it's the comedian's fault. Sometimes it's the asshole in the crowd. But a lot of times I blame the comedian because you have to, if if I come to a show, let's just say you book me saying I want you to do this uh, show. I personally come to the show early. I know you, I know you don't want me there till 9. I'm there at 8.30. Don't want nobody to even know that I'm the comedian. I sit in the corner. I look at all the tables. Okay, you see these guys over here a little bit. Okay, nine times out of ten, they're going to be hecklers. Studied their outfits. I studied what they ordered. I studied when they went to the bathroom. I looked at the phone. I looked at everything. Now you read in the room. So, yeah, there's one. If they get out of line... I already got y'all <laughs> on shit y'all don't even know I got y'all on. You know what I'm saying? These girls over here, they're a little bit <laughs> possible hecklers. They drunk, they drinking. I got their whole outfit. <laughs> All of y'all got you. So now when I go up, I'm not going to mention anything, but if you invite me to this party, we are about to play. <laughs> <laughs> but see, a lot of comedians don't know how to stop. You don't know how to look at this dude's face. He's not laughing with you anymore. He's mad. And you still like punching jokes at him. And you should have been stopped. Now he want to fight you. That's your fault. 
You got to learn how to lean off. It ain't about being a hoe. It ain't about I'll whoop his ass. Smallest man in the room, he paid his money to come see me. My job is to entertain him. We're not about to get in any kind of conflict. I might, you you might have started something. I'm going to say a joke. You might laugh. You might not. Nine times, I'm not going to spend my time on you long. Maybe two jokes. Crowd laugh. You laugh. Now I'm going on to something else. And guess what? You're going to get a, a drink, a hug, a picture after the show. What what about all the what about all the comedians that get discouraged on stage? Like what would you do in this like what would you do in this situation? Like you up there and you know, uh like you said, you 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 scanning everybody and you're reading the room and then you actually get up there and uh you say a joke or whatever, you know, and you 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 moving along with your material, and it's always that one person that be like, yo, sit your ass down, man, that shit ain't funny. What do you do in that type of predicament? I peeped them already. I already, I already, I already expected him. I already expected him. Now, his outfit or whatever, I seen that already. I know where I'm about. As soon as he stood up, he didn't even say the words. I already knew it was gonna be you, and I already got these type of jokes already that I pre-written for you. I'm a whoop 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 whoop, and then okay, y'all, I'm, I'm going on to something else because a lot of comedians don't realize this. If a, if a, if a guy heckles you in the crowd. You have the biggest power in the world. You got a microphone. He doesn't. Right. You can drown him out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I just crack you with one joke, all right, and then go on to something else, he's done. He's done. Nine times out of ten, if he's still over there hollering, I'm talking about something else. Nobody even want to hear that. Now the people kind of telling them to shut the fuck up. And security probably walking him out of the building. Don't gotta go there. You gonna keep an eye on him for the rest of the show. Yeah, you know, you, you, he, he, <laughs> he he's been terminated already. Oh man, you've been sitting there all day, nigga. You've been drinking one goddamn beer, you know, whatever. And I'm gone. You got on this dude and whatever. I'm on to something else. It's over. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody choke I've, I've on seen. stage? Oh, uh, choke! Wait, choke or get choked? <laughs> Damn! Yeah, you gonna have to break that down for me on that one. Now you can get choked. Well, yeah, I've seen man, <laughs> man. I've seen, I've seen people throw drinks on a comedian because he was going too far with the jokes. I've had to jump up and help somebody that was about to get into a fight because of jokes. I didn't had. A guy squirt ketchup on the dude comedian, and he got me to just you know it's it's part of the game. You got to always look at it like it's part of the game. I'm at work. This is my job. This happens. It's part of the game. If you're not built like that, you're not supposed to be doing this. Just go to UPS. They hiring all of that. Amazon. They hiring. Don't do this. It's not for you. If you can't handle it mentally, don't do it. I guess if you ever get booed off stage or, you know, uh, the best of them got booed, but they always came back and showed back up. Mm. And most of them turned out to be, you know, the biggest celebrities in comedy. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. And as far as seeing people actually choke, yeah. Oh, I didn't know this was it was going to be this many people. Or, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this many white people. Or, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this many black people. I've seen that all the time. I see that all the time. A lot of people, they got comfortable with doing these little shows. Now you have to do an arena. Now you have to do a... It's a big difference from doing 30, 40 people to 20, 30,000. It's a big difference. 
It's a big difference. So everybody not, you know, it's like you can't get overwhelmed. You know you got, you know what you're here for. Do what you do. Find something to look at. I, that's, I learned that. Well, keep some shades on. I, I learned that in the fifth grade. <laughs> <It was laughs> Find something to look at. <laughs> you keep the attention on. In, in the auditorium, it was a smiley face on the wall. Just stay looking at the smiley face if you get nervous. Just look at the smiley face. Keep <laughs> talking. Yeah. I mean, if it works for you, it works. Yeah. You know? But that's what it is, man. Like, do you got any last, in, 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 uh, in, 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 uh, I would say, like, encouragement words for... Anybody out there, not just for comedians, but anybody out there that's in the entertainment business, uh, what, what would your encouragement words be? Don't let nobody stop you and always protect your brand. There are janky promoters out here. Always protect your brand. And as far as that, I'm saying nothing wrong with asking for a deposit. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, when you go on stage, remember you are a brand. You are not just you 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 represent your company you are your own company make your company work for you don't work for your company whether you're a rapper singer whatever you do when you out in public always think this if you've done many shows in many different places nine times out of ten when you walking through the mall somebody remember you somebody oh, that's that comedian or oh, that's that singer so always Represent yourself as that person, and all the rest is gonna happen for you. And don't let nobody discourage you. Oh man, you wasn't funny tonight, or oh man, you didn't sing good. Oh, your dance steps was off. Show up and show out next time. Yeah, you gotta keep going. Any last shout outs? Mm. Shout out to everybody and everything, and all of the comedians, all of the performers, everybody. Uh, shit, nigga, I don't know nobody out here. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying for coming up here, being in a hot seat with me. Shout you know out, what I mean. Shout out to you because I appreciate being here. Absolutely. I'm still scared of Samson, but we're gonna work it out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, this is definitely um, you. Actually, the first comedian on the uncensored platform. So, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, I got to give it up for you with that. You know what I mean? Because being the first comedian up here, you set the standard. So, you know what I mean. I'm gonna show you some love on that. You know what I mean? I definitely appreciate you. You know, uh, you a busy man. You a busy man. Um, and I still want to come to one of your live shows. I have to make it. You know what I mean? To one of your live shows. And then we're going to see you November 4th. That's going to be crazy. I'm, that's going to be an experience right there. Wait a minute. I'm, since I'm the first. In February, do I get some recognition for Black History Month? <laughs> <laughs> I need some Black History Month recognition. Yeah. But no, on the 4th, y'all make sure y'all come on out, man. It's going to be a real good time, man. Really? It ain't even about the comedy. It ain't about the drinks. It's about celebrating a black man doing what he's supposed to do, man. Show up. Support, man. Support who supports y'all. He shows y'all all the time. He's supporting me right now by calling me and telling me to come out here and doing his show. So please, y'all, come on out. Have a real good time, man. Let's have a fun. Let's have fun, man. The world is fucked up right now in case y'all ain't noticed it, man. COVID is coming back. So coming better, back. So you better get out there and have fun, nigga. And your EBT card going to be fucked up in the middle of that month anyway because <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming. Yes, yes, yes. Shit. Absolutely. You got to deal with your drunk uncle and all that shit. So, goddamn it, you better have fun. All the kids that went back to school came back sick. And that's crazy. Yeah. Damn, man. Shout 
<laughs> Shout out to school being back though, because God damn, it feel good to be able to get ahead in the daytime again. Damn. <laughs> damn, damn, son, where'd you find this? Man, shout out to Darnell, man. I told you this guy's a character. You want to come out and see him November fourth, man, for the two year anniversary of On the Rise TV, man. Yeah, the two year anniversary. We skipped the first one, but guess what? We coming back in a major way. You know what I mean? But I am your host, your favorite host of all time, your favorite East Side homie. It's a celebrity guru. It's King Maserati Santana. And you just been straight uncensored, baby. You already know what it is, man. Until next time, love, peace, and happiness. But look, we're going to listen to the smooth sounds of my single on the rise in LA, baby. Let's get it. Peace. Hey, Trapper, what up? Hey, What y'all niggas ain't thought I was rap, nigga, what up, though? We talking 50 years of hip-hop, I need everybody to come out, I need everybody to fuck with it. They said, Mozzie, fuck it up one time. I said, all right. West Coast, East Coast, 50 years of hip-hop, been in the game since 01 and still got it on lock. Your favorite East Side homie, Mozzie Brack and 18. Who the fuck said I was perfect because I called me the king? Lame niggas want to talk, but I don't talk too much. Too busy working on my brain, y'all depend on luck. What you know about that P on that box shirt? Tapping in with OGs from the opposite turn. From the mob to the 60s. Shout out my homie Loose Cannon. Spoochy from Death Row. Shit, they get active. Front up the Chris Shaw district. Just to go get some tacos. Chef Ant kept it a buck. Check out the promos. I've been sitting down with the bosses. They think it's bossing. I'm just on the rise having a blast. Bracket and cards. Omar Gooden told me keep it up. Focus at the same thing. Yeah, I'm talking at the mouth. Shouts out to D-Train. Living out my best life. I got God to thank for that. Broke as a joke. Didn't take long to change that. Money on my Mind or deal type situation, bringing hip hop back, bitch. Celebration. I'm on a, on a rise, rise in Cali, Cali. I'm on a rise in California. I'm on a, on a rise, rise in Cali, Cali. I'm on a rise in California.